Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. I'm grateful for all the wonderful contributions and guests we've been having lately. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who've been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram, Facebook, sign up, subscribe, and listen. Please take the time, send this to two friends that you think might like the show. Without further ado, I'm going to be inviting on shortly uh, my guest today. Musician and actor, high performer in many elements, Mr. Anthony Campos. Thanks for being here. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So yeah. we want to hear about, you know, all the different ventures you're working on. But uh, tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself. Where did, where did, you, did you grow up? Well, basically, I grew up in East L.A., Boyle Heights. It's right by downtown L.A. For those that don't know, you know, it's uh, pretty much uh, nothing but Latinos there, you know, mostly Mexicans. And uh, I thought that's where all the <laughs> Jewish delis were originally. Well, you know what? I think back in the 40s, I think it was. <laughs> And then somehow, some way, we took over. <laughs> I keep going there and searching around, and people look at me like, you know. <laughs> you know, but yes, yeah, that's, that's basically where I grew up. And, you know, it was cool, you know, just like any, uh, I guess, any other place you grow up. People don't really don't know what is what your environment is, you know, until you actually grow out of it. You, you kind of get to travel, and you start seeing different cultures and different stuff. And then you're like, wow, man, you know, we we're pretty, uh, pretty poor back then. We just didn't know that, you know, at the time. <laughs> Did you have much interaction outside of? Of East LA when you were coming up, I rarely did, but I did. Uh, I had uncles that can, that lived in the valley, like Northridge, Reseda. So we would go out there for just like for Thanksgiving and stuff like that, you know. So that was like my getaway, I guess, for the year, you know. And it was cool because it was just totally different. Now, they lived on houses like where they were like ranch style homes. So you know they had turkeys and chickens and all kinds of stuff. So we would go out there for Thanksgiving. That that was our thing. But you know you go back to East LA and then you you know you start seeing the difference. Was was stand and deliver shot to LA, right? Yeah, East LA Boyle Heights. So that was that was yeah, the only thing I got as a kid, like making me aware of oh 
Yeah. You know, it's not so easy yeah. just to get an education over there. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> so for you, how did, you know, which came first, music, acting? I mean, how did this all come about for you? Originally, it was the music. We started at, in, a, in a group called Brown Town back in, like, I want to say 1992. And it was just a group of guys just all together, you know, just hanging out in the garage and just, you know, just uh, just vibing. That was it. It was just, Everybody was just vibing. It's just like one DJ with the two turntables and then it was like six or seven of us and everybody would just get on the mic and do their thing you know and you know just practice written stuff whatever you know whatever came to mind it wasn't really like we we're trying to build a group or anything it was just like just to get by and just you know just let, let the time go by and uh kill some time and have a good time you know and and uh that's all it was you know people drinking and getting high and <laughs> just, be, just being yourself just being yeah exactly you know so that's all it was it was just a kickback and then somehow you know it just it ended up turning into a career you know it was weird you know it was like we were kind of like yeah we were trying to make you know make make some money on it but it wasn't really like we were trying to get out there and be famous or do anything we were just you know if we could go out and do a backyard party and get 20 bucks we were cool with that you know that's all it was. <laughs> we pay for the gas yeah, yeah exactly yeah you know it was just to have fun really you know and then uh little by little it kind of turned into uh it turned serious you know it turned into where we got uh we did a song a demo it was called do pass in the ghetto and it was an independent label at the time heard it and they liked it next thing you know they they said that, you know we want to put it out as a single and let's just see where it goes and uh before you knew it we were out in japan man we were <laughs> yeah we we're out there touring it's like it was just like everything just kind of just happened how old were you then i think i was like i was like in my early 20s i, I might have been maybe like 21 22 pretty wild you know because uh we were tripping out you know like just on the whole culture you know and it was just like a culture shock type of thing and and you know we were used to east l.a culture and you know u.s culture just you know and then it was just yeah it just kind of kind of threw us off but it was it was wild we were out there for like a couple of weeks. I didn't want to come back. Yeah, they, 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 they treat like, Americans like. Oh, no, uh, they, they, no, they they were like, man, you know, they treated us like Michael Jackson and stuff, man. And <laughs> I was like, man, they were treating us like royalty. You know? So I was like, I was loving it. I've heard stories like that, like in the airport where they put you in the, the VIP room and then they play like they got music gone from like two generations yeah. before and they think that's like what VIP. Yeah. That must have been great. So, I mean, did you guys get representation? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, we got a little management company that was called B Productions at the time, and they just said, you know what? Like we knew them from around the way, so then they were they were what they were doing at that time. They were representing like Mexican groups like Banda and all that stuff. So we were like their first hip hop group, but because we knew them real cool, they were like, we don't we don't really mess in that genre. But it's how hard can it be? I mean, we're already in the industry, in the music industry. You know, all we got to do is just flip it to that. You know, so we gave them a shot, and they yeah they rolled with us for a couple of years, for a few years man and they uh they took us they took us a lot of places man we did a lot of tours and just a lot of underground stuff man like at, at the time like in those days uh like the 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 artists that were blowing up was like kid frost uh lighter shade of brown and uh, mellow mayonnaise so we were like on the road with those guys you know and we were opening up for them and we were just like wow you know this is like it's like a dream come true you know it's just it's just it just started happening gradually you know now did you find that your appeal was in the mainstream or was it because i know i lived at a nightclub out here and there's a whole in LA a whole brand of music that's you know Latino driven local bands and it's like a voice for the people in a lot of ways yeah. so did you find it was like appealing to both local and nationwide in the beginning we were just like like I said we were just doing music we really didn't know we had no direction where we were going we didn't know really what we were trying to do but we just wanted to do music 
it became a voice for the people, you know, and for the streets. And then after that, we started dabbling more in doing Spanish stuff. For some reason, there was a niche for it. And we started, that's when we, we transitioned to do Pueblo Cafe, which is what we go by now. I mean, we haven't really been doing tours or nothing in, in a few years, but once in a while we get together, we do some music for, for movies and television. We'll, we'll license stuff, you know, but yeah, that's where, that's where it became mainstream. Like it was weird. Like the English stuff wasn't really working. It was more on the underground tip, but the minute we started doing Spanish, like, like it took off mainstream and and of course with a big help of Mike Judge you know right so yeah he 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 put, started putting our music in the in some of his projects and then that just like caught the ear of a lot of people and it just started taking off he's a he's a producer Mike Judge is actually the guy that wrote direct Idiocracy oh right and he's the creator of Beavis and Butthead I don't know if you remember what <laughs> yeah absolutely and, and King of the Hill that's right I saw he, he does the voice of Hank Hill did you act yeah. on on King of the Hill as well I did I, I did a, I did a voiceover on one of the episodes yes yeah. I played Danny Trejo's brother-in-law. Really? <laughs> I was going to ask if you knew. Did, have you have you had interaction with Danny Trejo? Because I've heard his story. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, yeah a couple times. We uh, we did the the East LA Christmas Parade uh, last year too, and we hung out for a little bit, took some pictures, you know. Yeah, his, his story is amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, at what point did did acting come in the picture? Because here you have this newfound music career, and it's and it's taken off. Yeah. Was that always a passion? of yours or did people start to discover you now that you were yeah you know i mean uh i guess the music led to to the acting because i wasn't really i wasn't really trying to be an actor but when i was younger like 10 years old you know i was really into like like the movies at Grease, saturday night fever you know like i was a big john travolta fan so you know and i you know so i kind of like i remember i would i would uh i would listen to albums that my mom would buy me the records in i would you know listen so and and take me to the movies and we watched the movie like five times in a row my mom be all pissed off like this jam you know mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like nah I'm hungry this one more time <laughs> you know? Travolta could sing too yeah, right yeah yeah exactly yeah, so, back then so, actors could sing yeah so know? it was yeah they had they had it all you know but I never really was really tripping on being an actor until I got discovered with for the movie Idiocracy by Mike Judge uh, and in 2004 I went I, they called me in they saw my, my 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 picture on a website called brownpride.com and it's a it's a website dedicated to Latinos all around the world that are doing that are doing music and, and all all genres of music, you know, hip hop to cumbias to uh, rock, whatever, you know. And uh, they saw uh, one of my pictures there, and then uh, the guy that runs the website, and he goes, "Hey, some people trying to get a hold of you. They they, they want to cast you for a movie, a Mike Judge movie." And uh, so they they want to know if it's cool to get you know if I give them your info. And I go, "Yeah." And so I got a hold of them. We we talked. They sent me the they, they told me the, about the, the movie Idiocracy. They sent me the script. I really didn't know what the hell it was. You know, what I mean, I, I had never done acting because the only thing I had ever done prior to that was just like back two things on with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg on the little Ghetto Boy video and uh, and a movie called uh, El Padrino with Damien Chapas and uh, and Tiny Lester Jr. <laughs> they got Debo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Debo. I had did like two background gigs on that and that was it. You know, that's and nice. Then, you called him by his real name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so then uh, when I got called in for that for that uh, audition, I had never auditioned in my life, so I didn't know what the hell I was, I was up against. You know, so I was just like, all right, I went in and I auditioned and then. Uh, the casting director thought it was funny, and uh, she she calls me up like a like a couple weeks later. She goes, "Hey, Mike Judge saw your video, and he thinks you're hilarious. He wants to have a reading with you. He's coming into town at the moment. At that time, he was living in Texas. He goes, he's coming into town next week. You're so, like, great. What's a reading? Yeah, I was like, you know, I was like, and I go, yeah, and I asked her, I go, you mean like audition again? And she goes, yeah, you're gonna audition, but for him now, you know. And he's the writer of the movie and the director. And I was like, all right. So then uh, we met up. He came he, the, the following week. I read 
read again. He had me read for two different parts, and uh, and he was just like laughing the whole time. And I, but I just didn't get it. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there looking at him like, like dumbfounded, but I just didn't get it. You know, so I was like, all right, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, the, like two months went by, and I didn't hear nothing about it. I, oh, because the movie kind of is about people who like of average intelligence yeah, become the ones who yeah, exactly. rule the country or whatever, and they're the bright ones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what's happening now in the world. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you were a forward like, thinker. Yeah, he was. You know, everybody says like, damn, yeah, that Mike Judge is a prophet. You know, <laughs> we we met up. And when he he yeah he thought I was funny. Like two months later, I get the, I get a call, and at that time I was working for a station out here in LA and called LA TV. I was a co-host for on a TV show called The Hip Hustle. I was getting ready to go to work, and I, I was across the street actually from the place I was having dinner, and I was gonna we're doing a, we're gonna do a live broadcast that day. And so I get the call, and they go, "Hey, you got the part?" Because they go, "Hey, it's Anthony." Yeah, you got the part. I go, "What part?" <laughs> you know, the part for the movie audition. They go, "Oh, damn!" Yeah, go, and she goes, "At that moment." It wasn't called Idiocracy. Just, it was, they didn't even have a title for it. They were just called a Mike Judge film, you know? So they go, yeah, the Mike Judge film. And they go, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then she goes, yeah, you're going to. Then they started breaking it down. This is what this, you're you're flying out this day. You're going to be out there in Austin, Texas for a month. And then you're going to do, you know, like they were just getting breaking everything down. And I was just like, okay, everything's just happening so fast. But at the same time, I wasn't really tripping because I, I had to go to work. So I wasn't really paying attention to that. And then it hit me like after, you know, like when they had to come pick me up. That you were going by yourself. And, yeah, and no, like, then it so. hit me because then I was just like, man, I never do. I go, man, what if I, you know, what if I let, let everybody down? And, you know, I, the limo driver came to pick me up. They sent a limo driver to the, to the hood. I was living in the hood, you know, and they sent a limo driver to go pick me up. And they was tripping out like this big old black SUV outside my house, you know, and then this big old black guy gets off and he's knocking on my door. Everybody thinks it's the FBI. Oh you know, <laughs> everybody thinks I did something, you know. <laughs> and I look out the window and I'm like, man, I, 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 I'm scared and I, I, just, I didn't want to go so they kept calling and calling and they, you know they finally convinced me to, you know yeah, you gotta go you gotta get on that plane man you guys start it was on a Saturday he goes you gotta start filming on Monday so you gotta get there and I was like man I keep calling all my friends what do I do what do I do and everybody's like dude you gotta go man <laughs> this could be a life changing moment for you wow. man this could, this could be your life changer right here man you gotta go man and I was like I was too scared and too nervous to go who did you like, call who was the, who was the best the person I called my friend uh, Brown Weddle. He's called Weddle. Rest in peace. You know he passed away a couple years ago. Wow. And uh, yeah, he I called him and he was like, he was like, dude, you gotta go, man. <laughs> he goes, this is my judge, man. He was a big Beavis and Butthead fan, you know. So <laughs> he goes, dude, this is my judge, man. He goes, if I could go, I'd go, man. But you know, you gotta go. <laughs> After that, I was just like, man, you just, you know, like you just gotta jump into things. Like it is what it is, you know. You just gotta go with it, you know. If, if the opportunity is there, just take it, you know. And if everything's Everything seems legit. Everything's a goal. You just go with it. You know that that's you know because that's one of my 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 major problems. I still always have is um, like just like you know like always always overthinking stuff. You know and and second guessing myself. You know I still have that problem to these days. You know like I'll still second guess myself on a lot of stuff. But I always think of that. You know, I go back. And I go yeah. You know what? It is what it is, man. Just do it and just you know whatever happens happens. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. 
These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens and if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. The beauty of what what you're saying, Anthony, you know, like we come from where we come from and like it's authentic, right? Like you were just being yourself and yet success was coming to you. And then there comes this moment when there could be more success, but it's met with tremendous fear. Yeah. Where it's like, well, what do you mean? To go get that success, I have to go away from what I know. I have to do the unknown. I got to, in fact, I got to go do what scares me. And so beautiful in a way, right? That you had a friend to to reach out to just just to get you to step over the the ledge a little bit. (laughs) What do you got working on now? Uh, Right now, you know, we've just been working on a few different projects in the show called Lopez with George Lopez. That's right. Hope you're listening, George. Welcome, George. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Big shout out to George Lopez. You know, we shot two seasons of it and we were on TV. TV Land for the first two seasons, and then um, I don't know some something happened over there, and I don't know what I, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but the show the show got canceled from TV Land. But George and the writers, you know, they, they don't want to can it, so they're shopping it right now. They're shopping it to another network, so that's a that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, we just don't know exactly when, but yeah, they're they're shopping it to another network from from last uh, when I talked to the writers and George. Uh, other than that, you know, I've been working with a couple different people, just shooting a couple different pilots, and let's see what works. See what see what happens, you know. So the you know right now the opportunities are are you know they're endless right now. They're coming at you. They're coming at us. So we're just like I'm just like I'm open to pretty much anything and everything, you know. If, if it sounds right and it looks legit, you know, I'm I'm just gonna go with it. Trust the same yeah. experiences. Yeah, that, exactly. That you've always, yeah. The way you've always operated. Yeah. Uh, for all your fans out there, what are you listening to? Your Spotify right now? What what keeps? You oh connected? man, you know what? I listen to a lot of a lot of different stuff. Man. I, you know, I, I I'll listen to one minute you all listen to rock you know i'll be listening to heavy metal you know some hip-hop old school hip-hop so but but for the most part i mean shoot i listen to a lot of oldies when i want to just chill and relax you know (laughs) but for the most part like lately i've been listening to a lot of like my my old and there happen to be friends of mine like delinquent habits you know they're they're you know shout out to them you know chemo the black skin and ives they're you know they're uh they're a trio out of norwalk and these guys are sick along along with a couple other groups the mexicans from long beach uh of course, Cypress Hill, the new album, you know, Aleph is on acid. You can never go around those. You know, oh, those, are, those are cool homies. You know, shout out to Sin Dog and Be Real. You know, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if you guys haven't heard that new album. It's fire. Uh, yeah, I got to get that. <laughs> I got to get that. Yeah. I love working out to Cypress Hill. Yeah, yeah. When I request a playlist, though, they're like, oh, you want old school hip hop. Cool hip hop, but. Yeah. They- <laughs> when we were out there, it was just weird because, you know, we went up on, up on stage and uh, all I see in the crowd is a, is a sea of uh, guys that look like me. <laughs> It was like it was weird, you know. But they, but you take out the glasses, and you know, you see they were Japanese. But they were, you know, they were looking like cholos, and they were, there were some that were looking like bloods and cribs. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so it was it was just crazy. You were like, like, do I need to get out of here? Yeah, <laughs> that was my first reaction. I go, hey man, I told our uh, interpreter that we had, well, he was like our role manager. Tell, hey man, something's gonna pop in here, man. You know, something don't look right. Oh no, 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 don't worry about it, man. It's just a fashion statement here. It's just a fashion thing. Don't worry about it. These guys are wearing Compton hats. East LA hats. I was like, wow, man, this is yeah. like where's security? Where's yeah, you know, I thought I thought it was in there. I thought it was gonna be a riot up in there, you know. But yeah, you know, it was good though, man. We had a we had a blast, man. We went out there and it was just a great experience. I want to go back. I haven't went back since. I think we have an opportunity that's coming up that we might get to go, you know, there because you of the clothing brand and stuff. So that's right. So yeah, I want to ask you about a couple things that are important to you. But since you mentioned it, tell us about Solid Kings. We got we got this brand that that, that I started a, uh, about a year ago. A little over a year ago, it's called Solid Kings brand, and it's also Solid Queens, you know, for all the ladies, you know, that are, that are solid, you know. So, and this is basically started, you know, for because I was just getting tired of dealing with a lot of people, because you know, in this industry, you know, you you run into a lot of characters and a lot of bad characters, and and you know what I'm saying, it's just like you get a lot of a lot of snakes. So I was just tired of dealing with a lot of a lot of that a lot of that BS, you know, and and it was just like, man, you know, like my, one of my things I always say, like, man, just keep it solid, and we we're good. You know, like people say, hey, let's do this, let's do that, let's work. And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, man. Just keep it solid and let's do it. And you know, and, sh- and of course, I, I got my partners that that been uh, helping me out a lot. You know, Don and Pete, they've been, uh, they've been really like supportive and really behind me with this brand because for a minute, you know, we were going through some issues and stuff like that, and 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 the brand was kind of down. You know, uh, recently, you know, my 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 son suffered an accident, so so you know, we were kind of down for a while, and 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 uh, they kept it going for me. Well, you know, they go, yeah, you take the time and do what you got to do and don't worry about anything else and we got you you know so they you know big shout out to them you know mad love you know they they've been they've been holding it down for, to have a for team together yeah. when things get tough in life yeah yeah exactly that's when you see you know who you who's your real people's you know the when when you get when you caught up in stuff like that and you get you get you know things happen you know it's life you know and there's nothing you can really do about it but just deal with it so you know anthony how do you deal with this you're a high performer your character on tv land is kind of like you know meant to bring comic relief most of the time <laughs> right and then life hits you with this major incident with your son how is a high performer have you cope i ain't gonna lie you know in the beginning it was it, it was it was hard man you know and like i you know the first uh few weeks I, I i was in the hospital i mean to this day i'm still at the hospital every day you know it's like they'll maybe like i'll get away for a few hours whatever you know and then uh like now he's cool because you know he's, he's doing rehabilitation so he's he's a little bit better but the first re- uh like i want to say two three weeks was like really hard because they had him all tubed up you know and and they had him sedated and then his his head was really uh swollen you know and one of his eye was his left eye his left eye was busted they shot him in the head you know he was he was working for lift and they shot him in the head and it was just senseless violence and yeah you know they said you know they, that uh he had two passengers in the, in the car with them in the back seat at the time and i guess i don't know if he cut somebody off where they cut him off and they went back and forth and then he was just like whatever he went about his way but these guys you know they just didn't want to let it go so you know they shot him as as he was driving so the bullet entered the the driver's side of uh rear window it went in and then it hit him on the shoulder and then it went up into his head so the bullet's still up there you know the bullet's still up there and stuff they and a bunch of fragments and uh, they said the doctor said he goes we can't we can't, can't take operate. it out because it'll be it'll be more dangerous if we if we try to operate and take it out so what they did they took out a piece of his skull to let the you know the his brain because it was all swollen so let his brain you know swell up a little and and release some pressure but um yeah you know it was just crazy you know but uh the surgeons did they did a ct scan and uh ct scan came back everything was 
normal, no brain damage. They go, but the bullet's just sitting there, but it's not, it didn't hit no vital artery. Yeah, anything vital in the brain, you know, they didn't hit nothing. He goes, it's just sitting there. It's going to be a while. He goes, well, well you know, we, we, we're letting you know right now. It's going to be a while before he gets back to 100%, you know, me memory-wise and stuff like that. Uh, to be honest with you, we're at the stage he's at right now. Like, all the doctors are kind of like, wow, you know, and like, I'm, I'm, even I'm tripping up because I didn't think to see him, you know, like that. I was thinking maybe it's going to be a couple months before he was even able to talk, you know, like now he's talking cool. You know, he's still, he has a lot of, he's not comprehending a lot of stuff yet. You know, he doesn't know why, how he got shot. He doesn't even know. I asked him when he was in the hospital, in the last hospital he was at, I asked him, I go, do you know why you're here? And he goes, nah. So I kind of broke it down to him and then he keeps asking more and more on, information. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, it's kind of like coming back to him a little, but it's not. And you know, certain events he doesn't remember. That's such a shocking it's, thing it, when you can't predict it. And yeah. then for you as a father to be like, not sure you, you, you know, you're both grieving your son as yeah. he was. And then the shock of something happened suddenly. Yeah, it, it was hard, you know, like I, I went to sleep. I'm still trying to recoup from, you know, not having no sleep, you know. The first couple of weeks I wasn't sleeping, you know, and I was at the hospital every day. And, and but it just, seems really beautiful from what yeah. you've been sharing is like the family coming together, the physical, is it physical therapy? I yeah, saw some of his yeah he's got physical therapy begin. going on right now, you know, so he's he's, he's having uh, physical therapy and speech therapy right now. And, you know, the the part of his, uh, or the skull, I mean, it's, it's kind of flat right now because, you know, they, they took that piece out, obviously, but doctors are talking about like in about another, I don't know, by January, maybe February, the, they'll uh, operate and put and put an, uh, another piece in there. So his head goes back to normal and his left eye is, is uh, he can't see out of the left eye and I just barely like, because when, when he got hit, he crashed into a fire hydrant. The airbag didn't come out, didn't deploy. So he hit his eye on the So yeah, his eye was all messed up. So he was like really swollen down. He's starting to open it now, but he can't really see. He tells me, he goes, I can, he goes, I can barely see through that one. Though. But they said uh, they might they might be able to fix that with lasers. So thank you to all the, all the, all, all the fans and family that been praying, you know, like I was kind of hesitant in the beginning to put it on, on social media and uh, I asked my ex-wife you know his mom I go what do you think should I do it she goes yeah just do it you know I mean eventually you know people want to know you know yeah, and, tell us about the uh, GoFundMe you've set up and uh, yeah so basically yeah the we have a GoFundMe for his recovery it's, it's uh, Eric Eric's uh, recovery you know so you could look from Eric Campos on the GoFundMe it's uh, you know the road to recovery you know the shout out to everybody that's been donating and, and uh, sending their prayers you know I believe the power of prayer you know it's, it sends a positive energy that, that is I think that that helped a lot you know because the doctors even say you know it's kind of a miracle and what well, the way he got shot and the way he got hit you know that he's even here you know yeah and so that he's he's even interacting with us you know right you know well, it's so, kind of a gift every day and yeah. every small step it does reshape your perspective and yeah no gift. that 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 changed me forever like big time you know so it's like i look at life in a whole another manner now you know and, and you know being around growing up around you know guns and and all that stuff and seeing a bunch of the stuff it's it's you know and i've had a lot of friends shot you know and killed and stuff like that you know but it doesn't really hit you hard like that until it's like really really like your 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 own you know yeah. Like your, yeah especially your son your kids you know yeah and it's really beautiful the way you're letting people support you even as someone who's out there in the public eye yeah 
uh, that you're a human being and yeah, you're a and father. Showing, yeah, showing vulnerability. Yeah, I, I had to back out from a lot of events, you know. I, I backed out. Even recently, there's a lot of events that I kind of turned on because I've just been more focused on him and being in the hospital for him and with him, you know, during. Yeah. I think that's helped a lot, too. The doctor says, too, you know, that you being there for him pretty much every day, that pumps him up, you know. Yeah, and, and your life and your health and your happiness about feeling connected to your son and yeah. healing may take a priority over somebody else's Yeah, no, I turned down a lot of work. You know, in the last yeah. few weeks, you know, like there's a lot. I just my heart hasn't been in it, you know. And uh, eventually, um, I'll get back out there again. So I'm not even worried about it. You know, just we're working on a lot of projects, but I got a lot of, I got a great team that is holding it down. You know, while 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 I get to do my thing with my son, you know. So so you know, shout out to the whole team. You know, everybody that that's been supportive. Yeah, you know? I'm into that. Yeah. So we got two minutes left, Anthony. Tell us how people can stay in touch with you if you want contact right now. What's the best? You know, how people can follow you and support you right now. Um, I mean, I'm on, I'm pretty much on all, all the social medias, but mostly Instagram. Uh, Instagram, Big Citric, that's B-I-G-C-I-T-R-I-C. Uh, Snapchat, I really don't get on Snapchat lately. I don't know. It got, got kind of boring. Here, but yeah, it's Big Citric so on Snapchat. Things, right? yeah. so many it's, it's crazy. So it's like, and everybody's on Instagram. That's what I see too, though. You know, and on Facebook, you can find me as Anthony Citric Campos. You know, uh, yeah, you, you know, most of the time, uh, uh, people send me messages and, uh, I'll try to get, get to, you know, every, every message I can, you know, it might take a day or two, but I'll get to it. <laughs> Amazing. And yeah. if they want to watch you on TV land, Netflix or how can they get a hold of um, uh, right now you can still catch uh, season two one and two of Lopez on uh, Amazon Prime Amazon Prime and Idiocracy I mean it's always airing on uh, Comedy Central and you can probably find it on YouTube <laughs> you know and everybody's putting up all the movies on YouTube nowadays so you might find it on there that's too. true how about Pueblo Cafe how and, can people and, hear uh, music the Pueblo Cafe is too uh, also on YouTube you can find you can find our music on YouTube iTunes Spotify uh, Amazon pretty much every every digital platform out there you can you can, you can find us. Yeah, so just remember Pueblo Cafe, you know, Brown Town. <laughs> okay, there you have it. And we appreciate you being here. We hope maybe you'll Thank come you. back. We want to feature more about uh, Chicanos and film and the yeah. future of that. I know you have thoughts about that. Maybe it's an excuse to, to have you come back on yeah. or come out yeah, and, no, I, and I'd love see to come you. Back, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens or Instagram. Richard listens. Uh, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. 
I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.